everybody. Grab your Bible and a pencil and a journal and maybe even a cup of coffee and join in on the conversation. But first, I would like for you to write this down. John 4, verses 13 through 15. Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water, welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I will not be thirsty or have to come here to draw water. Hey everyone, welcome to Write This Down with Dot Bowen. My name is Kara, I am Dot's daughter, and every week we sit down together, we talk through truths in scripture, and we are still continuing on with the race marked out for us, the book that my mom wrote, and we are talking about the Samaritan woman at the well, and how this story is one of the stories that is near and dear to my mom's heart, and it really has a lot of parallel to the race that she ran, water, thirsty, I mean, the Holy Spirit, there's so much um, parallel between the race and drinking water and the Holy Spirit and the story of the Samaritan woman, and we get into all of that. So we are really glad that you're here, and we would love for you to pull up a chair and join in the conversation. Kara, Kara, Kara. Mom. What? A race. It's been I know. Something. I feel like I'm tired of, of this race. <laughs> Well, this race has been not, really hard to run. It, it has. It's had, but has for you that's joining in on the conversation. We've got a lot of allergies going on and a lot of things been going on. It's been kind of hard to. Well, to and record. I just feel like it's been hard for us, like, to, for some reason, just, these mm-hmm. episodes have been hard for us to, like, get it recorded for some reason. I, know. It, I mean, crazy. even the intro, it took you like 10 times to say it. And usually you're a one take wonder. So, yeah. well, there you go. But, but not no. anything against you. It's just like, for the love, like, are we over? Is this race mm-hmm. over yet? <laughs> I, seriously. <laughs> I'm thinking I am running this half marathon all over again. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah. So who knows how this is going to go. But who knows? But, you know, um, I'm not surprised, actually, that this one's a little harder to record. Because in reality, this is the center of the entire Race. This is the most important What's the race? decision I made for the half a marathon. What? And it is one of the most important decisions that I will make as a follower of Jesus. And that oh, is Oh, you mean choice. like this particular episode? Yeah. Oh, the choice gotcha. not to drink water. And oh, that see, I didn't know that's what decision, we were talking about. Yeah, there you go. That one decision about deciding not to, you know, drink water, because, you know, we kind of talked about. A little bit, right? We reference it for sure. That there's these long lines, and I decided, you know, I'm no water in, no water out. I was not about to stop and go to the bathroom because I knew it wouldn't start again. But ironically, I would go by these water stations, and there would be people there as you're running, handing you some water. And so when I decided I wasn't going to, you know, get water, and I was so thirsty, I thought, I, I've got to do something. And I think I, we even mentioned about me doing the two-point bar. Yeah, last week we did reference mm-hmm. a little bit of this, which it is a good point that, yeah, the whole race would have been different if you had drank water. Entirely. Even a little bit. It's not even that mm-hmm. if you had had the right amount of water, but it just right. would have gone, just if, even if you hadn't have mm-hmm. spit out the one, the water you put <laughs> 
your mouth. And that's what I would do. I would go by there, and they would give me water, and I'd slush it in my mouth and spit it out because I didn't want to go in. Mm -hmm. I know, I know. I did not want, there was no way I was not going to go to the bathroom. It is so funny, though. When you, there is such a what's that in their Bible verse of like you're if you're lukewarm he spits you out of your mouth oh wait he well, spits yeah. you out of his mouth or something like that well yeah it's talking about you know not being I mean lukewarm, no that's not the yeah that doesn't have anything to do with water but that's a good point no but I just it remind it, it just reminded <laughs> me of that of like well I guess there's some biblical well that? it is some biblical actually it is some biblical uh, principles because. The water, you know, Jesus is talking to the woman at the well, the verses that I talked about. And, of course, she came to the well to get water, and he was going to meet her need. She thought her need was water. Like she physical water. Physical H2O. Water. That's right. And so he, you know. He's like, you don't need point. H2O. But you he do need H2O, H2O. But it was like, that's not going to last long. He made right. a point. Yeah, He made a point to go to Samaritan. He made a point to be at that well, and he was waiting there for this woman. You do like teaching on this woman. You've, I've heard you teach on her a lot. Well, I feel like I am that woman. Oh. I feel like I'm the woman that was looking for love in all the wrong places. I was a woman very thirsty and trying to meet my own needs and trying to satisfy the, own, the desires of my heart, because I thought I was supposed to. And... It was, you know, if life was going to turn out good, then it, it was going to be up to me to do that. So I can really identify to this lady. I wanted to be loved. You know, you know my story a little bit about my dad never said he loved me. He, he wrote it in a letter, but he never, mm-hmm. you know, right before he died. But I never heard him verbally say, I love you. Eventually, I did hear my mom do that. But, you know, I didn't hear my dad say that. So when I look at this lady, and she'd been married for a long time, for many times, and Jesus, you know, addresses that. But she's coming to the to the well, thinking that she's going to get, you know, water. And she comes at a particular time where there's no other women there, and because of her reputation and the type of woman that she was in that culture, she wanted to avoid women at all. You know, a group of women. She so she was coming to. We can be catty, well. yeah, as we, women. She yeah. Was, we can. She was coming to the well getting water, but she was also carrying a water jug, but she was also carrying a lot of other stuff. She was carrying shame and a lot of guilt, and Jesus knew that. And uh, But I'm not sure she knew it because he does address it, and she he actually makes her confess it. Yeah, and I do like that he it you know says that he had— he said that he had to go to Samaria. He had to pass through there, which was completely mm-hmm. out of the way from where. Well, they just avoided Samaria. Well, they didn't have, yeah, and he didn't have to go through Samaria in terms of, in order to get to where they're going. But he did because, like you said, he wanted to meet this woman. He wanted to give her the the water that never leaves you thirsty. Him. Jesus. Right. He wanted yes. to meet. He wanted her to know him. And so, yeah. you know, it was really ironic because she was looking for men to satisfy the, her needs of, to be accepted and loved. And actually, because there were so many husbands that she, you know, she was married many, many times. And let's just tell the story for a little bit because it's very, very important in the fact that he's at this well and she comes and she thinks she's going to go get water. She's coming at a time where there's not other women there, so she's obviously ashamed and feeling like the last thing she needs is a, a bunch of women to 
remind her of her past. And so she's avoiding it. And so she's coming to the well and she meets Jesus. So he says to her, everyone who drinks this water, talking about the water in the well, will thirst again, but everyone that drinks the water that I can give. And of course, she's looking at him like, what are you talking about? Like, you know, you don't even have anything to draw the water from. And and so she's literally still thinking about the little H2O that you talked about. But anyway, what I, what is important is that when he, she says, well, I won't. I definitely want that water. And she's like not thinking, I don't want to thirst again. She's like, I don't want to come to this well again. I don't yeah, have to like, deal get out with these women. Yeah. yeah, how can I get out of this lifestyle? And ironically, then he says, go call your husband. And she says, I have no husband. And he said, you're right. You have no husband for you've had five. And so I'm now thinking, oh, dear, the very thing she wanted to avoid was to be reminded of her past. Now she's meeting this man who she has no idea, but then she says, oh, you must be a prophet because now he knows. no one else, yeah. She knows it's different. But I think that, you know, what really struck me, you know, in this is that he said, if you knew who I am, if you knew who it is that's asking you, you would ask of me and I would give you living water. And I think that that's one of the keys of why we as believers, even followers of Jesus, we don't really know Jesus other than the fact that maybe we know that he died for us. But to know his heart and to know his love and his forgiveness and you know his plan and his purpose for our lives and the characteristics of who he is, I don't think a lot of believers, followers of Jesus really know that. I know I've had to you know, learn who he is and in his ways and his heart and his purpose and why. I don't understand everything and why he does what he does. But I think that one of the reasons that we as believers are thirsty and are still trying to satisfy the needs of our heart is because we don't really know that it is Jesus who really does satisfy our hearts, but we just don't know who he is. We don't know he does want what's best for us. We He, you know, loves us and he wants to meet us wherever we are, but he doesn't want us to stay there. He wants us to to know him and to, you know, for our lives to change. And so anyway, I think that for me, when I was thinking about being thirsty, you know, what that means is is a longing at something or someone that we long for or we desire to meet the desires of our hearts. And so I think one of the things that we really struggle with is allowing Jesus to be all that we need and all that we want, and that it would be Jesus that is satisfying the needs of our hearts. But anyway, I, I, I think that's just something to really think about. What sticks out to me in this, which I think this is just the beauty of Scripture, of how mm-hmm. you can read a passage and God can speak different things, yeah. both true, but... Yeah, that's right. But... For me, I see the if you knew who I was, if you knew who he was, then you would ask and he you know that he would give you this drink. Like basically like if you knew I was God, then blank. And so how I s- apply that to my life is like okay, if I truly believe that God can do anything, then would I worry? Or if I truly believe that God had my best interest in in heart, would I you know, fear situation or, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know, like Mm -hmm. put in, it could could apply in a thousand different ways, but it's like, if you believe that I am who I say I am, would you be anxious about the situation? Would you be nervous? Would you be 
fearful? Would you be insecure? Would you, you know what I mean? Like there's, and so that's what I really see. Like that is what sticks out to me is that question that he asks. And I think it's in verse, yeah, it's in verse 10. And of just, yeah, like if you, if you knew who I was and for me, I like, I know who Jesus is. And so it's like, it's the question of if you believe that I am him, like, you know who I am. And if you believe that, then you wouldn't, you live differently. Yeah. Like, or even if I didn't live differently, I think my heart would, or my mindset or my, you know what I mean? Like it. And if your heart's right and your mindset, you live right. Right. Well, that's what I mean. Like, I don't feel like I'm like living. I mean, you know, just based off my actions, I'm living right. But in terms of like my heart, that doesn't mean that I still have fear. I still worry. I still have insecurities. Mm -hmm. I still, you know, doubt. I still, you know, all of these things. And so, I think, yeah, that's what really sticks out to me is that question of like, if you believe that I'm him, would you be, would you be doubting my goodness in this situation? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, no. (laughs) Well, yeah. But I think that that's, I think that's the key is what really we just look at it in different ways, but that's really the same thing is what really, you know, grabbed my heart was if you knew who I am, if you knew the gift of God versus this. I am the gift of God. I'm God's son to the world. I'm the Messiah. Right. And who this is saying to you to give me a drink, I think what you're saying is, well, I wouldn't be afraid. I wouldn't doubt. But when we're afraid of something, we're afraid of not having something, which just goes back to being thirsty for something, being a desire of our heart. Or, you know, I don't want to be afraid. So that's a desire of my heart. I don't want to operate out of fear. I don't want to not trust God. Those are desires of our heart. Mm-hmm. And he, he's saying, if you really know and who I am, you would ask, and I would give you um, this water. And the living water, actually, Kara, is the power of the Holy Spirit. In Scripture, water is often referred to as the Holy Spirit. Well, explain that. Explain that a little bit more. What do you mean by water is described as the Holy Spirit? That doesn't mean when God created the ocean. no. Well, when Jesus said I'm bread of life, it doesn't mean he's whole wheat, you know, white bread. It means I'm satisfying. The living water means I go in through your body. I am the spirit within you that gives you the power. Like water flowing. And Yes. And like flowing it, through you, out of you. Yeah. Right. And so it, and it's not stale. You know, it's the spirit of living water. It's the spirit within you. And it's the power within you that is God's power, God's spirit, God's water. And he says, if you come, you know, to me, I will give you this living water. In other words, not only do you have to know who he is, but you have to receive who he is. And then by the Holy Spirit within us, as he gives us his spirit within us when we're born again by water and a spirit, then uh, meaning that we are born again, you know, through accepting Jesus as our Savior, but it's that new birth. And so we are given the Holy Spirit at that time. So living water, this water within our souls or waters in our bodies, is what empowers us. When I was running the race, the thing that was keeping me from having the energy, the things that was keeping me from really running well, was that I didn't have any water. And as a follower of Jesus, when I first decided to follow Jesus— I, you know, was being born again, I didn't understand that I had the power within me that God, through His power, Jesus' Spirit within me, was going to empower me. And then later on, we hear 
the scriptures that talks about that the Holy Spirit, you know, guides us into truth and it empowers us and it disciplines and it shows us, you know, what is right and wrong. It is the Holy Spirit in us that gives us that discernment, but it's also the Holy Spirit in us that empowers us. So it's that same thought of it was the water when I was trying to run the race that kept me from really feeling like I could go. Have you ever been thirsty? I mean, to, to this day, when I go and get blood work done, they tell me that my blood work comes back. I'm extremely dehydrated to this day. The only well, You effect, don't really drink a lot of water. <laughs> well, I don't. But even when I do, but because I have to, but... When I do, it still, I can't get enough just because the only side effect that I had from the race, which a lot of people, when they get extremely dehydrated, all their organs shut down. They have kidney mm-hmm. problems. They have bladder mm-hmm. issues, you know, all this stuff. So the fact that my only side effect of running this race without any water is a miracle is that I get really thirsty. And I think over a period of time, what I want to talk about is how, as a believer, we, you know, oh, we love Jesus and we decide to follow him. And as we're running the race that he set for us, as we begin to live the Christian life, we get weary and we get tired and we want to quit and we get disappointed and we feel like we have unmet uh, expectations and unmet desires. And we start trying to meet those desires and, and try to avoid any kind of pain or any Mm -hmm. unmet expectation. We try to avoid that. We try to do everything we can to make our lives the way that we think that it should, when in reality, we've given our life to Jesus, and it's up to Him. It is His responsibility for the outcome of our lives, believe it or not. But we do have to make those choices, and we do have to drink. Does that make sense? I think so. I mean, I think it's pretty, it's simple, because it's it's just we need water, and we and that's the Holy Spirit. We need to rely on the Holy Spirit to do it. I mean, I just did a workout and it was a lot of, it was really hard. And there's a couple moments in it when I thought, I am so glad that my water intake this week, not today, this week mm-hmm. was um, high. Like I've been really intentional at getting my water in because anyway, it doesn't matter. But it's not just in the day. It's like what, you know, it, it's not just, right. yes, you should have drank water while you're actually running. But it's also, we've joked about you having coffee before the start line. Like mm-hmm. it's also in preparation. It's drink, it's, mm-hmm. you, there's never a point when you don't need water. I mean, you can go longer without food than you can go without water. And so I think that's, and thinking of it like the Holy Spirit, it's like, it, that's that. Like we can only go so far. And that's what I mean. Like it's kind of simple. And and I think that's a lot of Christianity. Like we complicate it. That doesn't mean, I don't mean simple as easy. <laughs> I don't mean mm-hmm. simple as, yeah, I just mean simple in terms of it's the Holy Spirit that does it through us. And and I was just, that's, I was just thinking of the workout when you're talking, I was like thinking of like, yeah, like I, re- I remember having a distinct moment in the middle of it. Cause I, it was, you're doing, you know, burpees and running and all this stuff. And I was thinking not, oh, I need to go get watered right now. It was, I literally had the thought and I didn't know, didn't know we were talking about this. I thought, I'm so glad that I've been hydrating all week mm-hmm. because I could tell, I could tell a difference. And I think that's the thing of like, yes, there's importance of digging into the Holy Spirit in moments of temptation or moments of doubt or moments of fear or whatever, but it's also living 
out of the Holy Spirit day in and day out. Like that, like that makes those moments when you may be faced with temptation or you may be faced with fear or a hard situation, not necessarily easier, but you know, it kind of, it helps. Well, it says there's no temptation taken to man that God does not provide a way of an escape. When we are calling on God, I call it the 911 call, you know, all of a sudden life's falling apart and all of a sudden we're like, God, help me, help me. If you don't have a foundation of what scripture and who God is, those are, that's very hard because what you're saying is you were hydrating all week. So when you got into a very difficult situation, that hydration that you did over the week kicked in even though you were still a little thirsty. And so the same is true in your spiritual walk. You may be turning a corner and you don't know there's a big hill or there's a you know something ahead that you feel like you're going to fall down on your face. You just never know that when you go and t- take this corner in life, what's ahead. You have We have no idea what's ahead. I always say we're one phone call away of our lives changing. There's, you know, always situations that come up, a car accident, a, health, a doctor's call, you know, all of those kind of things. And so if you haven't been drinking and understanding and learning and growing in your faith, when those moments come, Yes, you're still going to be thirsty, but you'll have a little bit of foundation you mm-hmm. you can grab hold of, and I think that that's what you're saying. And 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 yeah. I didn't hydrate that day, and then the little water that I had that would be like, in my opinion, going to church on Sunday or reading your Bible once a, a week or something like that. Like you're just, I would get a little bit of water, slush it around, and spit it out, and that's like. You go to church, you hear a great sermon, or you go to a conference, you hear a great conference. Well, I feel like it's a little different, though. Well, no, because you're sitting there and you're drink, you're getting a little bit of it. But you're, if you're referring to water as the Holy Spirit, though, you always have the Holy Spirit. You always have the Holy Spirit, but if you don't drink from it, if you don't choose to draw from it, it's not going to do you any good. I had, ironically, Kara, I had water on me. When I... Was there, and I could have. Not only did I have someone offering me water, I had a water bottle on me. Yeah, I think that's the. I think that is the equivalent of having your Bible, and and not that. But it's like you can just have your Bible with you, or you can be sitting in church. But that doesn't mm-hmm. mean that you are. And of course, we are referring to people who have accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior, who have the Holy, who have the Holy Spirit. You have to draw from it. You have to drink. That's what Jesus said. You have to right. drink so, from me. I think it could be important, like for people who are like, okay, what does that mean? Like, how do I draw from the Holy Spirit? What are like, how do you do that practically? How do you, how do you draw from the Holy Spirit? Because obviously, going to church is important. Obviously, mm-hmm. reading the Bible is that's how you hear the word of the Lord. You know, like how that's not how you hear, but that the Bible is the word of the Lord. So it's like, how do you, how do you draw? We know how to drink water, so how do we draw from the Holy Spirit? Well, the way that I interpreted or how I've experienced this in my Christian walk over the years is that when I pray or when I'm reading my Bible, I stop and I think about it. I let it, I meditate on it. I think about what um, he's saying. I think about when I'm praying, I think about who I'm talking to. I begin to think about my view of God as I'm praying. I begin to view my what where I am. I begin to not just listen to it, but I begin to apply it to my own life. I begin to, and 
you know, to really think about the scriptures and really think about what they're saying. And then I pray and I talk to God about what I think he's saying and what I'm like, God, is this what you're saying to me? God, I feel like this is what you're uh, telling me. Is this true? And you wait and you let it go into your whole system. And I think, too, it is a choice. A lot of times with me, when I I'm seeing something that's really hard and difficult, or I'm having a really hard day. I just have to pause. I just have to stop, and I just have to make a choice. And I say, sometimes even out loud, even if I'm in the car or if I go to the bathroom, God, I am choosing and asking you to do this through me. I had some really difficult conversations this week, and I was like, you know, knowing that I was going to go and have some hard conversations with people, and I remember, you know, driving, going, God, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to tell this person. I don't know what you want to do in their lives. So I am asking you to speak through me. I'm asking you, and I'm trusting you to do it through me. I don't sit there and beg constantly and guzzle it down all the time. I'm scared to death. I don't have enough water. But I make a choice, and I, and I'm like, and I have a focus, and I'm putting my eyes on him. So that's how I drink. So if I could summarize, Mm -hmm. it's you are in the Word. Mm -hmm. You kind of meditate on the Word, have it, you know, you are in the Word. Not just like skimming through the, like you are, you know, you're reading it. You're Go from your head to your heart. Yeah. And then you pray. I mean, like Mm -hmm. when you're in situations, it's, it's asking Him, like saying, will you do this through me? Or will you give me the strength? Or will you give me wisdom? You know, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. And acknowledging um, I cannot do and it. And that's alone. what I was, yeah, I was going to say mm-hmm. the next would be not just acknowledging, but being aware of his presence, mm-hmm. like being aware of the Holy Spirit, being aware that you have the power within you. Here's the key to the whole thing is that we need Jesus and that there is nothing that will satisfy the desires of our heart. And we might feel like that, you know, we can have something that makes us happy or something that we feel like will bring contentment. Oh, if I just had this or if I just had that, then life would be great and I would be, you know, fulfilled. And Jesus knows that all those things will go away. And that's why he said it's living water and it's everlasting. It doesn't stale. It doesn't stop. It's flowing always. And I think that what he's trying to say is that you can try to satisfy your needs. You can try to quench your own thirst. You can do some things temporarily. But you're never going to be satisfied. And if you look at the world, Kara, right now and see how things are, you can see they're trying everything to satisfy their own needs and to make them feel content and make them feel good about themselves. And I think it's just exactly what Jesus is saying. If you knew me and you received me, I will give you all that you need and I will satisfy the desires of your heart. And there's not going to be anything or anyone else that will be able to do that on a consistent basis for eternity. Thanks for listening. I'm so glad that you could be a part of our conversation. To continue the conversation, you can find Dot on social media at Dot Bowen or visit her website, dotbowen.com. Subscribe, like, and share with your friends, and we will see you next week on Write This Down with Dot Bowen.